There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the Thank you once again for tuning to the podcast. We're about to close out the book of Matthew today with the Lord's help. We certainly want to thank each and every one of you that stayed with us through the book of Matthew, tuned in each and every week. Some of you I know listen to every podcast we've done, and we certainly thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord for your faithfulness in listening, contacting us, letting us know you're listening. Lord willing, next week we're going to have testimonies. We're going to have a couple of preachers and their wives, both giving testimonies different days. Uh, we've got a couple other folks that have prepared testimonies for us, and we certainly thank the Lord for that. I pray you tell folks about the podcast. Let them tune in and listen. It could be there's something situational. All those years, Unshackled's been on the radio. There's people that can relate to different of those Unshackled programs. And what I like about the podcast next week is we have a group of people on there that never went into the depths of sin. It wasn't like they were drunkards or druggies or homeless or whores on the street. No, they are people raised in the house of God. They would have perished had not the entrance of the word of God given them light. And in their 20s, I believe every one of them was in their 20s when they got saved. And how we rejoice in the goodness of the Lord. We thank God that he's still saving sinners. He didn't come to call the righteous, but rather sinners to repentance. So tune in next week. Today, Matthew 28, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he said, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. That's the second earthquake. The first is at Calvary. The graves were opened up. We see then after he arises from the grave, he resurrects from the grave, there is an earthquake. And the word of God said this, the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. That's when the earthquake. And so we know there's two distinct earthquakes. Why? He's the God of the earth. He's the creator of all things. When God moves, the earth quakes, the earth trembles. And so we see that. We see that angel of the Lord has come. He's rolled back the stone and sat upon it. And I know they sing those old Southern gospel songs about, you know, the son of man walked out. He was already gone. By the time they rolled the stone back, and as the old adage is, it's cliche, but it's a true cliche. He didn't roll the stone away to come out. He rolled the stone away that man could see in. Thank God for that. He was already gone. Anytime after 6 p.m. on Saturday night, he could have arose from that grave and been scripturally and doctrinally correct. And so the tomb is empty. They come. His countenance was like lightning, his raiment white as snow. That's that angel of the Lord. And for him, and for fear of him, that the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said to the women, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. And then he tells you, He is not here, for he is risen, as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Hosea chapter 6 and verse 2, After two days will he revive us, in the third day he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Again, the promise of the resurrection. 
I was looking over there in uh, Numbers, and I'm going to use this passage. This really is not necessarily a resurrection passage, but the Lord laid it upon my heart to preach this. In verse 7, therefore the people came to Moses. We're in Numbers 21. It said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he may take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had been bitten at any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. That's all the scripture says about that. But can I say to you, my friend, it has not changed today. A man must look to the resurrected Savior. He must look to Jesus Christ. He must look to that empty grave. He must look to that one that came out of the grave because the doctrine of the word of God, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, he was buried, and then he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's what the word of God says. And he goes on and says on this wise in verse 24 of Job 19, that they were graven with an iron pen and lead in the rock forever. What is that? His words, that they were printed in a book and God did print them in a book. They were graven. He said, for I know that my redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And so we know that he's alive. We know the promise of God. Job knew the promise of God. And he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. That is not this resurrection. That is a resurrection, my friend, of Jesus Christ. We see that according to the scriptures. But what he's speaking of, he's going to stand that latter day when he puts his feet on this earth and he is crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords by the Lord God Almighty. He'll return as King of Kings. He'll return as Lord of Lords. But he has to be alive to return. Thus, the resurrection is important. Though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Then Job says, whom I shall see for myself and mine eyes shall behold and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. The promise of the resurrection. Psalm 66, and I'll read several verses here. In verse five, come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot. There to rejoice in him. He ruleth by his power forever. His eyes beheld the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Selah. Now it's interesting because I was looking at verses concerning the resurrection. He rose according to the scriptures. And what I realized is that after he died, all the other verses in the scripture that point to end days, that point to his reign, that point to him as king of kings, the lion lying down, the ox gathering straw, the wolf coming in, all of them gathered together, all of those writings, all of those scriptures, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, the prophets, the Psalms, it's all because of the resurrected Savior. Had he not lived again, none of those would be fulfilled. It's the basis of our faith. It's the basis of what we believe. It's the absolute understanding that because Jesus Christ resurrected, you and I have life in his name. Yet there are those that will not look and live. They refuse to believe that he's the son of God. They will not. All they had to do was look at that brazen serpent. But I heard a preacher years ago, he said, all they had to do was turn and look at that serpent, but they did not believe God. The hardness of their hearts was as such that they would not even turn and look. 
And therefore they died and perished and went to hell because they simply would not turn their heads and look. So it is with the resurrection. Folks will perish because they won't look. They won't turn and see. They will not understand. He had to resurrect. He had to rise again because there's a scripture that must still be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. He ruleth by his power forever. When does that take place? After the resurrection. But then it goes on. He says, O bless, O God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved. For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us, as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net, thou laidest affliction upon our loins, thou caused men to ride over our head. We went through fire and through water. But thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. That reminded me of Psalm 19. To the saints that are in the earth and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. What does he write to the Psalms in Psalm 16? He writes to the saints that are in the earth. Who is that? Those that came through fire, those through water. And then God brought them into that place. That's who he's writing to. That's who he's writing about. He tells them explicitly, this is for you, to the saints that are in the earth. And that's pretty clear about who they are. We see that all through the scripture. And then he said, he brought us out into a wealthy place. Why is it wealthy? Because Jesus Christ is there. And then he goes on that same passage of Psalm 16. And I realize we use Psalm 16 much on this podcast, but the apostle Paul made much of Psalm 16. Peter made much of Psalm 16. Therefore, we make much of Psalm 16. And he said, their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God, those that will not look at the resurrection. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Who's he speaking of? Jesus Christ. Why? The resurrected Savior. I set the Lord always before me, verse 8, because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. The resurrection. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. What is that flesh? It's that flesh that died according to the scriptures. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. The resurrection from the dead. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he goes on, and listen, I understand it's the resurrection of his soul. It's the reunited of his soul and his spirit. But can I say to you, if they resurrect without his body, he's not the son of God. All things are working together in this. All things are uh, paramount in this, according to the understanding of the scripture. When he says, thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. How do you walk? Because you have feet. You bodily resurrected. The promise of God. Four times in scripture, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living or in the light of the living. He's resurrected. He's alive. And so verse 8 of Matthew 28, they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid, go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city, and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and taking counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. 
And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. What is that saying? That they came and took the body of Jesus Christ. They stole his body. So simple. All the high priest had to do was look. All they had to do was look and they would have lived. The elders of the city, all they had to do is look and they would have lived. All they had to do is look at the empty tomb and believe that he's Christ and they would have lived. I believe it's that simple today. I believe there's folks out there listening to this podcast. They will not look. They do not believe the miracle of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, with their lips they do. With their mind they do, but not with their heart. They can understand or comprehend in their heart how God could raise up his dear son from the dead and resurrect him unto life eternal. I've used on this podcast, I've said it in personal preaching, used it in my personal life. I remember the day I was sitting there in a rather dead church service. I mean, there was nothing going on, and I killed the service. I was responsible for the deadness of that service. And a man got up, and he simply made a comment about the Shunammite woman. And when uh, the servant came to her and said, is it well? She said, it is well. And that man simply made a statement. He said, well, I guess it must have been well with her that day. And the Lord so smote my heart in that service. If I got nothing else out of that week, nothing else out of that service, nothing else out of that, I realized that Shunammite woman was looking for the hope of the resurrection. Glory to God. And she found that hope, which is in Jesus Christ. She found the hope of the resurrection. That's why she could say, it is well. You know, last week was the 150th anniversary of it is well with my soul. That ship had come out of the harbor and crossed the Atlantic, collided with that iron ore ship out in the middle of the Atlantic. Spafford's four daughters died. His wife was saved. And she wrote that telegraph back to him across the ocean or said that message to him across the ocean, uh, saved alone. And as he traveled across the sea, he went over that place where his four daughters had drowned in the ocean, never to be seen again. And he penned down the words of that great song, Peace like a river attendeth my way. When sorrows like sea billows roll. And all oh, my friend, you realize it's the hope of the resurrection. When you're overthrown in sorrow, overthrown because of death, overthrown. And my friend, we've got news this week of dear brother I've known for many, many decades out in Kentucky. His dear wife passed away fairly suddenly, fairly unexpected this week. And one more time, we'll have to visit the graveyard. One more time, we'll have to go lay our loved one down. But we have a hope because of that person of Jesus Christ. We have a hope in the person of Jesus Christ. We have the hope of the resurrection because Jesus Christ himself resurrected. And so they lied. They took the money and lied against Jesus Christ. as commonly reported unto this day. And the devil's been trying to deceive people for all these years that he didn't resurrect. Trying to dupe them into a, a false sense of security or a false hope. But can I say to you, my friend, Jesus Christ bodily came out of the grave. His body resurrected. And when his body resurrected, my friend, body, soul, and spirit were reunited. The earth shook. It trembled. And my friend, Jesus Christ is alive, and he's alive forevermore, according to Revelation chapter 1. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And it's interesting, Brother Donnie Harvey, dear preacher, friend of ours from Tennessee, he said they worshipped him. He said this, some shouted and some doubted. There he is alive in front of them, and some of them shouted and some of them still doubted. 
And my friend, there are folks today, they've seen the miracle of the new birth and others. They've seen the testimony of lives changed. They've seen the evidence of the resurrection by faith of the saints of God. And yet they still doubt that he's the Christ. Don't be one of those people. Can you find in your heart to believe the Lord Jesus Christ, to believe his life, to believe his resurrection? Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The Great Commission. That great command from Jesus Christ to take this gospel to every creature in the world. What is that gospel? How Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. And then how he's buried. And my friend, after three days, you know what he did? He rose again according to the scriptures. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know what this world needs to hear? They need to hear the scriptures. They need to hear the preaching of the cross. They need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ according to to the scriptures. Hollywood has diluted it. Religion has diluted it. False hope has diluted it. Everybody has an idea about Christmas and about Easter and the resurrection. And they have all these ideas that are not scriptural. They're absolutely false. And I believe it's because we've laid down the job of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ according to the scriptures. This concludes the book of Matthew. I want to thank you again. Pray to God to give us understanding of what to preach next on the podcast. I pray you let folks know again next week about testimonies. Got some tremendous testimonies we're going to post out there. I pray you tune in. Maybe God will speak to your heart, minister to your heart through them. Have a great weekend. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glory. Song of the Redeemer.